Hi, this is Feed, Play, Love, the parenting podcast that you can fit in your pocket. Short, informative and interesting interviews about everything from toilet training to how emotion coaching works. I'm your host, Siobhan Hunt. The next interview is one of the diamonds from our archive. Enjoy. According to the Australian Department of Health, kids get between five and ten colds a year and adults get between two and four colds a year. And I'm sure those figures probably sound quite familiar to you right now. Um, It can feel like you're in a revolving door of bugs. But when a lurgy hits the whole family, it can be tricky to deal with, especially when both parents are working. And let's face it, if someone's a stay-at-home parent, You're working (laughs) Um, and it's difficult not to snap at your kids and your other half, everyone, when you're sick and your head's pounding, your nose is dripping like a tap and it's just hard to get through everything. Emma Sutherland is a naturopath and she's here to give us some tips on maintaining a healthy immune system. Hi, Emma. How are you? Hi, I'm great. I think we have to be realistic and just state the fact that you just cannot, you cannot avoid illness when you've got young children, can you? You can't. You absolutely can't. I mean, they're in and out of daycare, in and out of school. You know, you're not getting enough sleep. Your immune system's a bit low. It's just such a circle where the infection just passes around between the family members and you've not only just got better, that you feel like you're getting sick again. So it's vicious. Would that be the key thing in what you do, do you think, Emma? It's not about saying we can avoid illness. It's about recovering. Yeah, and I think it is about that bounce back factor. And I mean, we know from the research probiotics, you give them to children for the three months before they start daycare. And it's proven that they'll get sick less often, but when they do get sick, they're sick for less days. So that ability to bounce back is critical. And it is one of those things that it's about researching it, which is why we've got you here. So you mentioned um, probiotics. What are the sorts of foods that we can eat to keep our immune system strong? I think you've always got to think about food as your base. You've got to have a good base. And I really love foods that are rich in vitamin C. Uh, One that people just don't think about is kiwi fruit. Simply have a kiwi fruit every day or red capsicum, cut them up into sticks, put them in the kids' lunch boxes. But they're both really high in vitamin C, which is perfect to help your white blood cells detect viruses. That's what we want them to do, to be really active, detect those viruses and nip them in the bud. Let's just say you do get sick. What are the things that can help you cope better? Because, you know, you just want something to make you feel better. Yeah, I think that's true. Um, I think one of the big things is to try and avoid sugar. And it might sound really logical, but what we have to think about is that sugar actually slows down your white blood cell response. So even though you're feeling a little bit crappy, you're probably a bit emotional, it's easy to reach for the you know stimulants, the sugar things. Really, She means about- chocolate, people. She chocolate. just can't say it. <laughs> She's a naturopath. She's avoiding the word. It's so easy to go for that uh, chocolate. You're right. But it's the time when you most uh, you most need to avoid it. So really stay away from sugar as much as you possibly can. That is so interesting to me because really, again, I've, it's like a revelation. It's the first time I've really embraced trying, <laughs> trying to be well. And the sugar thing, it is such a constant in my life. But having that in my head as actually, oh, hold on a minute, this is 
either going to make it harder for me to get better or it's actually making me more vulnerable to get sick. It's it's such a different perspective. Mm. Whereas normally when I think sugar, I think, oh, endorphins, I'm going to feel really good. Exactly. <laughs> I feel sick, I need chocolate. I'm tired, I need chocolate. Yeah, yeah. And I think you just make a, a beautiful chicken broth. Every culture in the world has a version of broth, whether it's bone broth based, whether it's your chicken soup, whether no matter what culture it is. So, you know, it's really important to just get a chook from the supermarket, you know, boil it up with some veggies, just have such a nice broth there. It's just a tonic for your immune system when you're sick. And I've got to say that is one of the few things that my daughter will actually consume that has something that's good in it. It's not white pasta or, you know, it's quite easy to get children to drink that. It is, absolutely. And also it sounds like something you can um, have in the fridge. So if you're not feeling so great, you could just do a big batch and keep it in the fridge in different little yep, boxes. Definitely. Yeah. And for the adults, I mean, you can do it for kids too, but I find it's, you know, maybe they won't take it. But I like to grate fresh turmeric in there because very anti-inflammatory. So it's really nice to add that extra bit of uh, therapeutic value and a little bit of chili as well. My goodness, they taste so good. <laughs> I just want to come and live at your house now. I'm not even sick. You're listening to Kindling Conversation. We're having a chat with Emma Sutherland, who's a naturopath, about maintaining a healthy immune system. So you spoke about um, sugar. I actually don't want to ask this question, but I'm going to have to. We talked about how sugar might lower your immune system. What other foods and substances should we avoid? And now you're going to say everything that I want to eat (laughs) and drink. Soft drinks are a big one. Um, you know, it's easy to think about the old, you know, have some flat lemonade or what have you, but no, try and avoid them as much as possible. Hydrate well. That's really the only thing that you need to do. Um, I think it's it's good to think about all the things that you can have when you're not well. I mean, processed food is something you know we should stay away from as much as possible anyway. But just think about the basics. You know, just make up a big batch of roast vegetables and have them in the fridge, and you know you can have them through a salad or you know grill a piece of fish have it like that but just think about having very simple food that's easy to digest and think about eating a little bit less when your body's unwell you want your body's energy to be spent on fighting that virus or that bacteria it's not a time to go eating big portions of big heavy dense food eat light eat simply and eat as fresh as you can and that always makes you feel better anyway doesn't it oh it does it it really does you never feel good after having a massive meal no <laughs> Now, I I know in the statistics it says that kids get more colds and bugs than their parents, but sometimes it feels like parents are sick as often or even possibly more more often than their children. Well, I think it's because the kids do tend to bounce quite well um, overall. Uh, It's more the adults that, you know, we have the sleep deprivation from being up looking after the kids at the night and then we have to back it up with a full day either looking after kids or at work and it just becomes that gruelling cycle where we just can't get ahead enough for our immune systems to recover 100%. We might recover 80% but not the full 100% and, you know, just that little drop of immunity is enough that instead of bouncing back or repelling a cold, you come down with it once again. Now, I had a friend who used to say to me, um, if I even had a cold, she wouldn't let me run anywhere. It was a work colleague. And so often I'd be running to the studio before we were going on air and she'd be like, don't run, you're sick. And I'd be like, oh, please, it's a cold. And her, uh, what she would say is rest is the thing that you need to get better. 
So when we're talking about parents in this situation, mm. should we be literally just shutting down? So you get a cold and you think, oh, it's not so bad. I can still go for a run. I, I only get to do a run once a week. What would you say that to that? I would say pull back. It's a time to be gentle, to nurture. I often recommend that where possible, try and allow one adult in the household a good night's sleep. So what that might look like is, you know, one night it might be mum that goes to, you know, one of the kids' bedrooms, the kid comes in with dad and mum gets a good kind of, even if it's a six, seven hour block where she can really do some reparative and restorative work overnight on her immune system and then tag team so the next night dad gets a block of sleep because I find that a lot of the time both parents are being woken up continuously when the kids are sick and then both parents end up getting sick and everyone goes downhill so maybe think about trying you know one person uh, to be allocated the kind of the sleep ticket for the night I think that would help enormously and you know it isn't that hard to do because we my husband and I have started doing that just you know with the normal disruptions not the illness disruptions just the normal disruptions you get from kids during the night and we will take it in turns so one night I might sleep with my daughter and the other night he doesn't it means that I can feel amazing and if I'm getting one night of broken sleep it's all right because I know I'm going to get a night where it's not broken. Exactly. And just having those little bits of hope, silver lining, yeah. it's incredible. Yeah. Yeah. If we're allowed to get even a five or six hour block of good quality sleep, that can be the difference between whether you come down with a cold that week or not. It's incredible, isn't it? We don't we forget how important it is. Especially, well, especially parents. parents. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because we're so used to broken sleep, but that is completely not what our bodies were designed for. And sometimes it feels like Okay, so I know it's not good for me, but what's my way around it? Mm. So this tag teaming, that's definitely one way to do it. What are the other ways that we can, if you're in a partnership, that you can support each other when you're feeling ill? Because it is so... It's such a challenging time that perhaps kindness might get a little bit left to the side. Well, it is. I mean, everyone gets short and grumpy um, and cranky when they're unwell. I think the first thing is actually acknowledging it. You can't expect your partner to read your mind, even though you might feel it's obvious, um, is simply saying, hey, I feel really rough at the moment. I feel like I've got an infection and I need a little bit more help. Sometimes we just expect partners to read minds and it just doesn't work. So I think um, setting the scene is something that is very important. And just speaking myself as someone who is not very understanding, sorry, Daniel, if you're listening, uh, actually thinking to yourself, okay, they're sick now. I'm probably going to be sick next week. How do I want them to treat me? And you, and you want TLC. You do. Even something as simple as kind of make you a cup of tea. Well, rubbing their back. Yeah. I mean, we are so kind to our children when yeah. they're sick, aren't we? But, oh. our, but our partners, we're like, oh, come on. I know. We get frustrated and impatient. But, yeah. You know, it, it is that little thing of, you know, what little thing could you do for them? Could it be that you just, you know, get some soup out of the freezer and have it ready for them so that when they're hungry, it's there waiting for them with a little note on it? It, and just know? ask them if they're okay. Mm. I'm so playing this back to myself. Next man flu my husband gets. <laughs> um, do you think that stress is a factor in illness? Yeah, I think it's a huge factor. I mean, high cortisol levels do suppress immune function. Um, so the more stressed we are, the more likely we are to get run down and not bounce back. So when we're well... It is the time to acknowledge that this is the time to make small changes that can start, you know, 
helping me manage my stress levels better. Don't wait until you're sick to think of these things. It could be something as simple as, you know, a two-minute guided meditation every night before you go to sleep. That could be the difference between you feeling like you're coping better or not. Okay, so here's a conundrum, right? So I went to see a naturopath, as you know, and uh, my husband is so cynical about the supplements that I've taken since seeing her. And I think it has a lot to do with uh, a Four Corners report that was on a while back that basically was saying that uh, vitamins were pretty much unproven and that they were a waste of money. Do you see supplements as having a place in the whole boosting of immunity? You mentioned probiotics before. Yeah, I do. Um, as a research-based naturopath, I think it's very important to look at the evidence. Um, you know, things like vitamin C, probiotics, they have well-known proven effects for your immune system. Um, you know, it, it's difficult because there's a lot of product up there out there claiming to do a lot of things, but I think you just need to stick to the basics. A good vitamin C on a daily basis, a good probiotic um, is really all you're going to need on an ongoing basis. And otherwise just eat well. Eat well, exactly. Sensibly. You can't take vitamins and not eat well. I always say to my patients, you must eat well first, and then if you need any additional things, we can do it then. Emma, you've got some great points there. Thank you so much for talking with My us today. My pleasure. Anytime. Feed, Play, Love is a babyology podcast produced and presented by me, Siobhan Hunt. I'd love to hear from you. So if you'd like to get in touch, email me at feedplaylove at theparentbrand.com.au. See you next time.